Hello and welcome to the No Sell Podcast, your weekly home for all things wrestling. This week we get to talk about SummerSlam and uh, what we thought of it. Uh, also, uh, a 200th Dynamite, a, a, a back-to-normal collision, in my opinion, but we'll get into all that in a bit. I'm your host, Joseph Lessel. I'm alongside here with the enforcer of the Humorous in Database, Corey Mack. Hey. And the marquee of No So Entertainment, Mike Booble. I am the marquee, and unlike Vinny Massaro, I don't run from ass whoopings. Hey, man. There is some collusion going on with upper management. That's all I'm going to say. Unacceptable. It's something to do with Brian Zane, and I, I, I'm, I know it's, it's something he did. SummerSlam was the other day. What did you guys think of it? Corey, you want to go first? Um, I thought it was a waste of time once I watched it. Oh, yeah? So yeah. is this the uh, is this their uh, worst pay-per-view of the year to you? Because I know we talked about the last pay-per-view. Being, you put it at, you know. I think so. Uh, I can give my opinions perfectly blunt. I should have just turned it off after Brock and Cody. So that's the second match of the night? Yep. There it is. And, I didn't partic- <laughs> and I didn't particularly like the first match either. Yeah, yeah I, okay. uh, I just... I don't necessarily think I hated the event, but it wasn't... It's definitely not memorable. And I was just I, halfway sitting there, I was just like, well... This isn't going to be on par with SummerSlam 2013, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, I, I, blame, I, blame, I blame Detroit, to be honest. Detroit sucks. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with Booble. Like, it was uh, it was tolerable. Like, uh, it's not... It, I don't think it was, you know... It doesn't, that, could, doesn't that, in effect, doesn't that make it a waste of time? It's their second yeah, biggest so, show of the year. Tolerable yeah. isn't good enough. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. Like like payback can be tolerable. SummerSlam should not be tolerable. Yeah. Um I I think and for every for everyone in the room here, I think uh chatter started up right after uh I wanna say Cody and uh Brock for us as well. Like we the Paying attention to the night became less and less. And that uh, MMA fight, you know, uh, you know, a real barn burner of, hey, I'm just going to go to the bathroom for this one. I was intrigued by the theory of it, but the execution left a lot to be desired. The bell rang? Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about... Uh, SummerSlam here, as our first match tonight was Logan Paul defeating Ricochet in 18 minutes because Logan Paul had to get on a flight to go to his brother's boxing uh, match. Hmm. Now then I have a good idea for you. Cut six minutes and just have these two go balls to the wall like it should have been. Yeah. It was a very uninspired match. It was WWE taking the two guys who could have a fucking viral match and making them do a WWE match instead. 
what's the point of even booking it? Yeah, they they the they want to hit that Spanish fly move off an apron, <laughs> off a rope, and it just won't work. So they just need yeah. to stop. Some people have chemistry, right? And so, and they have decent chemistry, not with that move. They just need to take that move out of their match. Jake Paul's actually, too, or uh, Logan Paul's too tall. Ricochet's too short. Like it's, it isn't gonna work. That was actually the 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 like the moment I realized I'm not gonna like this show is when this match went like in half speed, and <laughs> I was like, oh crap, I'm gonna hate this. And sure enough. Yeah, it, it's which is a bummer, man, because like these two like have good, like they do cool stuff. So you were like, if they're gonna kick off the night, they're gonna get the crowd into it, and just, eh. They hit their spots, you know. The you know they each hit a springboard move off the ropes. You know, Rick, Paul did the um, buckshot lariat to the outside. That um, was nuts. They, you know, the frog, the springboard frog splash off the rope, you know, like, it's just like, you know, they're hitting their moves. It's just, you could, for me, you could tell, uh, Ricochet is calling the match. Like, I, I could so. see this. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, I'm just more of the fact, like, I could see it more, you know, than like somebody else that normally does. Like, I could see him swaying the hands, uh, you know, like moving the arm. You can hear, you can. Yeah, I could just I could point out more in a this match that Rick Chase calling it then. And while that's annoying, know. I'll give it a pass because his opponents had less than ten matches. That's true. That is true. Nah, no, Joe's like fuck that. Learn how to wrestle, <laughs> bitch. Yeah, yeah. Come on now, get it, get it together. Let's go. You know, you're the. Um, but again, and then they also have to put the, you know, they did the whole WWE trope of. Hey, isn't Ricochet's fiance the best ring announcer of all time? So let's put her in play. It's just like, come on. I like how they never even mentioned that she was his fiance until like two weeks ago on this feud. And they'll never mention it again after the SummerSlam. Yeah, I didn't know that. And so like when they said it, I looked at Joe and Zen. I was like, wait, what? I I knew they were in a relationship. I didn't know they were in the, you know. They were fiance engaged and all that, but it was just like, of course. And then like they have to have the camera on them on her to announce Logan Paul winning, and you know she's in tears and like get over yourself. I think they should have what they should have done is her like, you know they did you know when John Moxley turned heel recently and Roberts did you know and the introduction for Moxley and it's like and it's John Moxley, like she shouldn't. Put effort into Paul's entrance, or after he won too, but she did, and it's just like, you know, you're going against what your own damn storyline should be. Well, I know why she gave her all during that. Remember, she remember she's the goat, greatest uh, ring announcer of all time. Remember, I can't, I keep forgetting that. You know, I honestly did. Allegedly, allegedly, they they shove it. People online shove it down your throat. She's the best, and Michael Cole told her to do it. God, uh, yeah, I think 18 minutes is a tad bit too long. But Corey, would you, uh, in your star rating, would you give this one? Uh, uh, back two and three quarters. Let's go to our first of four main events. Oh yeah, that. Wait. Oh god. Oh, 
That's Talk complete fucking nonsense. Bull, bull fucking shit. <laughs> I have a problem with double main events, but I get it. Two huge money making matches. All right, I'll 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 buy it. Four main events. When four of the scheduled nine matches, eight matches, and they, are and they called it in the main match one of the main events. Was it okay? Yeah, which we were trying to, to think of, of the fourth. Which screams to me if she had some sort of demon contract before she left, she had to be in a certain amount of number of main events. So she, what a special main event I mean, we have going on here. She she looks like a demon when she wrestles. I mean, my God. Yeah. Uh, when I saw the second match come out, I was like, really? This is fucking second? <laughs> I get it. Logan had to leave first to get on that plane to go to see his brother do his shit. And Brock was like, well, fuck that. Well, fine, I'm second then. <laughs> That's what I said. That's exactly <laughs> what I said to the, to the room. I was like, oh, he's gone? Oh, Brock's, oh, Brock's coming up next? Oh, he needs... He heard Logan's first. He's got, He got to go. After they rejected uh, Brock's proposal to have it on the kickoff. <laughs> or through Zoom. Can yeah. I just have this match through Zoom? So our second match of the night is Cody Rhodes defeating Brock Lesnar in 17 and a half minutes. It was no shorter than the first match. Yep. No stipulation, it, nothing. Just a singles match. It didn't feel shorter. It was well, the, really oddly. With well, the five uh, minutes of Cody getting knocked out of the ring for a count out. It was unique. That does, uh, I'll tell you that. It was unique. <laughs> I've done that in uh, any of the old wrestling games to just get the match done quickly. Just do the 10, you know, <laughs> 10 count on the outside. That's what I used to do in video games. Like, I I can't say it was a bad match. They're both very good at what they do. But it again, it wasn't a SummerSlam match. It was a, a better than a Raw match, but worse than a Mania match. It was just somewhere in the middle of a eh, match. Here's here's where I'm sitting on this show. This was my match of the night. Damn. Yep. I, I don't uh, know. I don't know that I could argue with you. It was uh, unique, and I I ended up liking it by the end, but it wasn't. I mean, their backlash match was better. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure they had, that was a Saudi one. That was pretty good. So yeah, but I'm and I'm a little. I don't know how to feel about Brock being like I respect you, Cody man. That was lame. It was like, different. With his ripped ass shorts and shit. Yeah, I was going to oh, say, it did. became a triple threat match. And I almost saw well, Brock's Not ball. really. Uh, uh, no, not must. We saw Brock's balls. His balls were out, Doug. Hell yeah. <laughs> Luckily, I missed uh, that. But, uh, yeah, I did too. <laughs> I, I just, I don't. Like, I don't mind Brock being, like, a weird, like, babyface, because he's not a traditional babyface. I'm fine with it. But I don't need him to be sportsman-like. Well, this was just another slow step in the making Cody the man. Uh, even Brock gives him his just deserves. Uh, and I was going to ask that, Corey, guys. I brought it up in the room last night. So, like... Cody is over his shit, right? It's undeniable. He's the biggest star pretty much in the company outside of Roman. And he might even be bigger than Roman at this point. Um, but 
the Super Cena thing did not work for John Cena. It's going to backfire on Cody, too, if they keep doing this. Oh, yeah. They're going to have him. I mean, he's going to walk on water by the time he gets another title match. And they're, they're, I mean, they're going into overdrive. Which is, is stupid the adrenaline they, running? They don't really need to because he's over like fucking crazy as it is. So they really don't need to do all the extra shit they're doing. But they don't know how to do anything else. They, they have to go full tilt with what's worked a thousand times or they're fucking lost in the shed. Bust the key, can't open the goddamn door. They're tripping over the lawnmower. <laughs> Sounds like you're describing my shed. There you go. <laughs> yeah, but this, I don't think this is that for me. I think this might be third on their match list of their, their trilogy. Um, I did enjoy Cody like celebrating in the ring, and in the background, you can see Co- uh, Brock walking about. And he steals some kid's baseball hat and puts it on and then just chucks it backwards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hoping I'm hoping I got somewhere near the person he took it from. <laughs> um, well, did you get Brock gone until, like, Rumble? Yeah. Probably. Make the surprise well, that's gonna entrance. That's going to be an interesting fall for WWE because uh, Roman's got, like, two dates left in the year. That's it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, so are you saying we're going to get a couple more uh, SmackDown uh, promo images of him returning? Uh, He's yeah, returning this next, Friday. Well, just wait until the next draft and we, where he returns to Raw because uh, the, the SmackDown era is officially over, by the way, guys, if you didn't know that. No. Uh, oh, no, uh, it is now. We'll get to that they in a changed, second. They changed oh, yeah. the commentary teams. Also because they came out this week that Fox denied their... Uh, Fox isn't interested in SmackDown. Let's put it that way. Okay. So SmackDown will be going somewhere else next fall. And probably not anywhere as prestigious as Fox. So the A show will be raw once again. And that's why Wade Barrett and Michael Cole are now going back over there. Yeah, I- I'm just with that. Wait to that draft from Roman Reigns is sent over to Raw. We just had the draft. Well, guess what? We're having a new draft. <laughs> a supplemental hey. new draft. It's, nope. a, it's a new draft. Yes, it is. <laughs> Corey, what'd you, what'd you give this match? Um, three and a quarter. And mm. that's your match of the night. So that three that's and a quarter. Yep. So... Yes. Before we move on, just so Corey, uh, think back to all 36 SummerSlams. Yeah. Uh, is this the worst match of the night? Oh, probably. Because SummerSlam usually can be can be counted for at least one or two like high end bangers. And this just did not have it. Well, okay. If this one did it, maybe our next match, the 25 man. Slim Jim SummerSlam Battle Royal. <sighs> the LA Knight wins and the at 11 minutes and 55 seconds, and the crowd loses it like he won a championship. Yeah, you'd think and, he just pinned Roman. And so I I was sort of confused on the stipulation, and so Joe, like the producer, had, so he didn't win anything, just the Battle Royal? Just the, yeah, Battle, Royal. Just the Battle Royal. He doesn't win like a lifetime supply of Slim Jims, just nothing? 
No, nope. Slim Jim, that commercial, uh, it's just because they signed a new deal with Slim Jim, where Slim Jim is giving them like a ridiculous amount of money for the next 10 years. They just keep uh, following upwards with sponsors and governments and shit like that. Uh, yeah, no, he just wins a battle royal, which I think they fucked up on. He didn't need to win it. I know it sounds crazy, but I wouldn't have had him win. He's over enough already, uh, believe it or not. And this isn't going to be popular in the room, I know. But I would have had Omos win that fucking thing. Joe, what did I say last night? Omos was going to win the fucking thing. <laughs> I said he should throw LA Knight over and become the biggest yep. heel monster in the business. Yep. yep. Yeah. I told, I believe it. That's how it should have been. Yeah. God damn it, man. But No, yeah. Once Omos got the special introduction... We are, we, we are like, yeah, everyone, Booble said, yeah, I'm like, yeah, he should really, Omar should have just won it or someone else or Seamus, not LA Knight, just because get it, you know, because I know he doesn't weird, need the but, victory. But Omar, no, it should have been only Omar. Omar okay. has improved as a big dude. I'm not saying mm-hmm. he should win the world title or shit like that, but Look if it. you're going to have a pointless fucking battle royal, give the seven foot motherfucker the win. That's how you get them like, over. Like they did with Braun Strowman in the first Andre Battle Royal. Yep. You're obviously going to utilize him because of his size. Have him win this. This is the easiest way to get those fuckers over. But, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I mean, but the yeah. crowd fucking loves him, man. Like, he's, he's undeniable, but... And the fact that uh, LA Knight... The fact that they had nothing better to do for him than put him in a fucking battle royal when he's that over, that's an indictment on the company. It's a joke. Along with uh, somebody else to talk about later who also had nothing to do that night. But yep. Get to that later. Uh, what do you give this battle royal, Corey? Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. I don't know. <laughs> two, two and a quarter. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. All right. <laughs> let's go to our next battle match. I've ever seen. Let's go to our next match. Well, that uh, that popped, though. No, uh, let's go to our next match. As it's an MMA rules match, as Shayna Baszler defeats Ronda Rousey via submission in seven and a half minutes. Um, like I said, I was interested by the premise, but not won over by the execution. Um, who was it? It was... Uh, who's it was Wade Barrett who said something on the pre-show that I thought was actually funny or a good point as if this mattered but he said that professional wrestler Shayna Baszler is probably a better professional wrestler than Ronda and would have the advantage there but in an MMA match Ronda is easily better so she should be at the advantage in this type of match correct which was good which is a good bit of he's pretty good at what he does uh, Booker just laughed at it the whole time next to him, going, "Oh, shucker, ducker, this is gonna be a barn burner." Um, just didn't work. No, I, didn't. you know, at least Ronda put over her friend on the way out. I, I get that; that's good, but it just didn't. Work. And I, I think that deserves more than this. Yeah, I was gonna say I asked Booble during this match because he, he was mentioning that some promotions do the a normal ring instead of like the octagon. And when Ronda rolls out of the ring after getting knocked down, uh, I was like, do they, what happens in the real promotions? And, oh, that, that's a, that's an L if you rolled out of the ring. So that's I was like, a nice oh, okay. Hit her with, yeah, it was. I just, God damn. Oh, go 
I had just so much like wrong with this match. It bugged me so much. Like, if you're gonna call it MMA rules, then you should implement more of them, like actual rules. Uh, I mean, to be honest, that boxing match later in the night was a better MMA fight than the fucking this little MMA match they theoretically had. Well, one, um, I think WWE won't let anything not be WWE like. Number two. Oh no. F- Good. Like, how do you? I don't know. Maybe maybe they were afraid if they went too much into the actual MMA rules, it would like bore the crowd there. Because how much of a UFC crowd is NWA fans? How much do they intertwine? You know what I mean? Like, what's the percentage? It's both. Uh, probably something in the neighborhood of fifteen to twenty percent. Like, it's a sizable amount, but it's you know. Like, I wouldn't say the bulk of that crowd at SummerSlam was MMA fans. Like, I wouldn't say that. Yeah. Um, but that that's actually, and I brought this up last night, like, this is actually why. This actually is a perfect encapsulation of why I hate strong-style wrestling, because this is what this was. It's just weak-ass MMA. And I don't watch pro wrestling to watch MMA. I watch it to watch pro wrestling. The art of pro wrestling is to make it look like it hurts, not that it actually hurts. And so when they do these half-assed submission moves and at the same time pull their punches because they're doing pro wrestling, it looks like shit. This whole fucking match looked like shit. It's just garbage fucking indie wrestling at this point and with a better production value. I hated this. I gave it like negative 55 fucking stars. This is such a goddamn waste of time. Yeah, I didn't think much of it. I did give it one star, though, because uh, there was the hint that Ronda would never wrestle again. And I rewarded the match because of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if she comes back, do you, retro- you retroactively... Oh, yeah, we're allowed, oh, that should be changed to negative two stars. <laughs> I'll put, we'll put it down in the books. Then it's the one thought star of never seeing her again gave it a three-star swing. Oh my god, <laughs> the thought of Ronda Rousey never wrestling again is better than Cody Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> Let her go off to her farm and do whatever the fuck she wants to do. Just keep her off my screen. Uh, our next match was for the Intercontinental Championship as Gunther defeats Drew McIntyre 13 minutes and 40 seconds. See, like, here's where a problem I have with this show. Like, this, there was nothing wrong with this match. This was a perfectly competent, well-worked match with two guys I like. And it still didn't stand out. It was just like, yeah, it's you know, it fine. Yeah, I give it, like, three and a quarter of the match, but nothing I'm going to remember tomorrow. I, I was torn on this, right? Because I didn't realize until they said it how close Gunther is to actually passing Honky Tonk. Got like a month. Yeah, so it's like two days after payback. So he has to get through like Raw after payback. Um, but so then I was like, well, I definitely don't want him to lose now. I definitely want him to beat that record. But oh, he won- at the same at the same time. Like, they clearly have plans for Drew McIntyre, and so it would have made sense for Drew to win, which kind of, I guess, helps and hurts Gunther because they clearly want to elevate him to, like, a world title picture, but he's made this belt very over again. 
So this. Oh, good. I just when there's like not even like I want to be able to predict a winner in wrestling, but when there's not like a clear path forward that's good in either direction, you should have you fucked up and shouldn't have made the match. Yep. They're, this company is so creatively bankrupt. I know exactly what will happen because they have no imagination. Drew Drew McIntyre will defeat him. The Raw the week after he beats Honky Tonk Man's record. God, so he'll have like another five days to the the record. Yeah, and call it because they don't. They all they care about is that the record's broken. After after he breaks that record, they don't need him to have it anymore. He'll lose it the very next fucking time. So, because I think what well, the only record they want broken and destroyed is the one Roman's on the path for. Yeah, remember famously they did this with New Day too. New Day beat Demolition's longest reign, and then the very next week they lost the titles. <laughs> yeah, it's like this, of- this company. Like as soon as they start making a big deal about the record, you know it's about to end. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, this match was how how did I put the show? Oh, tolerable. It was okay. Not the memorable. The the WrestleMania one with with Sheamus is more memorable than this one. Because Sheamus is better than Drew. Boom, Rosen. You know my Sheamus uh, appreciation. I, but, oh, I know. Uh, I know. But uh, eh, even this could save the show. Oh, yeah. I was like, eh, three and a quarter. It was fine. Oh, okay. They could do better, uh, but they weren't in place to do better. That also uh, matters, the, too. The sixth match of the night is the third main event. Yep. Yep. For the World Heavyweight Championship as Seth Franklin Rollins defeats Finn Balor in 18 minutes and 30 seconds. This was exactly what I thought this match would be. It was a fine... Very technically proficient wrestling match. Uh, neither one of these guys are real good personalities right now. Like Seth Rollins has the potential to be one. This character is just dumb though, and Finn Balor has the charisma of wet paint. So they're both good in the ring. It's exactly what I thought it would be. Uh, you know, if you want to show a wrestling school how to have a big budget national television wrestling match you can put this on i mean it's perfect to work perfectly well but if you want to show them how to make the crowd care i would put something else on i like seth rollins new gimmick of uh meth head who hangs out with fashion designers so method yeah <laughs> um this match was uh, yeah it was perfectly competent although like for the first like 16 minutes there was nothing to complain about but there was nothing right home about either I did like the ending with, again, the fucked up interference of Damian Priest. Because, you, mm-hmm. like I said, this company, creatively bankrupt, you can't have a top storyline, especially with the group, without rumored dissension. Can't, can't they, do it. When they squashed that two weeks ago, and now we're back at it. Exactly. I mean, where have I seen this before? I mean, you just can't do it. Gee. Uh, and here's like... This is all Rhea had to do tonight. We just run out and not even factor in in the interference. Didn't even like take a bump or do a bump. Just she stood there. Not even in like ring gear. She was in like sweatpants. I was just like, what? 
Jesus, you flew her to this for this town for this horseshit? Uh, no, they flew her to the uh, flew her into town to do the autograph signing. Her and Rollins are supposed to do where they showed up an hour late, and Rollins still left as fast as he could while she stayed for hours to make sure everybody got an autograph and picture. Yeah, yeah, I would say she did the, the autographing. That's what she was. There I mean, for. I saw her photo shoot. She puts on Instagram. I was a big fan of that. But yeah, uh, at this point, I got to be honest. At this point. All the good that they did, and as great of a match as that match with her and Charlotte was at Mania, which it was a fucking great match, it's all for naught. This has been a complete waste. And she's actually hurting that belt by holding it, because they don't have her do a goddamn thing. All she is, is the complete heat behind Dirty Dom. Mm -hmm. Without her, he's dead in the water, too. So she's fucking really valuable but not as a wrestler since apparently that's the last thing in the world they're worried about her actually doing. The last match she did for a title match was on NXT a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And before that, remember she, she beat Natalia up like eight weeks straight. That's yeah. all she, that's all she's done. Owed, since owed her label. money. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. This match was there. You know, they tried to do the uh, homage to the seven years ago. We, you know, Rollins coming out wearing the vest and, um, Balor having the the like written seven you know on the spot they had surgery. I just um, thought he was a big fan of Dustin Rhodes WCW gimmick. I thought it said Seaman, so <laughs> if that answers that question. <laughs> he wrote it there because that's where he likes to shot. The shooter right there. <laughs> uh but yeah, it was okay. Like you, <laughs> doesn't help that it's the same match for like what three straight pay-per-views almost or you know and a raw or two but then tag team on raws you know it's just like it's the same guys well well, the problem you know the problem is and they do this every once in a while in wwe and i don't understand it because they have like a lot of people but they have the raw the way raw is set up they don't have a heel capable of being the number one guy to challenge Balor right now. They have a kind of they have a lot of ones almost. Like Gunther would be there, but he's in the Intercontinental title reign. And Priest has the money in the bank briefcase, but he's not over and doesn't have a proven track record as the number one heel guy. So they didn't have anybody, so they just kind of threw Balor into the spot because at least he's been there and he's a pro. Mm-hmm. And then coming out of this, they just still don't have a number one heel really on Raw for Rollins to feud with that matters did you did you see the photo someone tagged on twitter about his faction that happened on the brawl on smackdown last week no it was the miz it was uh waller and it was carrying cross all standing next to each other and he's like this is my faction I did like I did like Waller and the Miz like bumping into each other in the Battle Royal, and it looked like the two Spider Mans pointing at each other. <laughs> That's basically Dude, it. Yep. I am all for that tag team. I am all for that tag team. <laughs> uh, but I, that tag team could never coexist. It, it could only coexist for like two weeks before the two egos like just implode around each other. I mean, it's the new, new, new Mega Powers. There you go. Brother. New. Brother dude. So, because, like, 
Like, does Finn... Because Finn Balor in this whole, like, breakup is going to become a face, right? Once the Judgment Day kicks him out or whatever? You'd think so. So, like, if you elevate Gunther to be the top heel once he loses the title to Drew, I actually like the idea of a Finn Balor-Gunther match because Finn Balor could just run around like a psycho and bump everywhere for that big motherfucker. Yeah. I, mean, I, I like, it, I like it a hell of a lot more than, like, a Seth Rollins-Gunther match, to be honest. <laughs> Gunther! <laughs> yeah, pretty much that. Uh... I didn't know the Green Goblin was on the line. <laughs> but like I don't honestly I don't even see heel in Danny Priest. I think he's a money baby face. Uh yeah, so do I. But, but I do they too. stuck they stuck all those people in judgment day and made him heels when it was against what they should have been. All like, of them screamed baby face, but they shoved <laughs> all of them heel. I just like I don't You're baby understand. face, you're in a heel team. You're a baby face. You're in a heel team. I don't get it. They don't know what they're yeah. doing. And the fact that they have all those that talent and still don't have any discernible top tier heels or faces really on Raw. Yeah, uh, like they're yeah. very good at making mid card heels. Like they have a bunch of mid card jobber ass heels. They're very good at that. But like honestly, you could probably count on one hand like the last. 15, 20 years, like top level, legitimate heat getting heels. The Miz. Punk. Jericho, Punk. like late 2000s. Yep, Jericho. Like, tri- uh, like Triple H got Owens, heat, but not the, same, not the right kind of heat. Owens did. For a while, Owens did. But then he quickly became too cool to hate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Lacey Evans. <laughs> well, that's a different that's, reason. That's just for us, Joe. Oh, okay. I <laughs> oh, no, salute you for that. Not. <laughs> I'll salute you with my weakened arm. <laughs> God damn it. Corey, what did you get this match? Oh, three. Flat three. So far, like, fucking show circling the drain. And that's the thing is, right? Like, that's a that's a fine match. It's perfectly rated. But, like, A, these two are way more capable than that. But also, this company... Because they do this all the time, they have found their new John Cena, Randy Orton. Yep, Roman and Seth. Well, not even that. I mean, like the match. So, like yeah, Finn yeah, Balor yeah. and just Seth. Do all the time. Just do it all. Yeah, the all time. every mat, every month, they'll just have a fucking match that goes nowhere, leads to nothing, and yay, <laughs> yay. Like that didn't run off a lot of the people last fucking time. Uh <laughs> How about that fifth main event, Joe? Let's get to it. Yeah, let's go do it. Our uh, fifth main event, a triple threat for the WWE Women's Championship. Bianca Belair defeats Asuka and Charlotte in the second longest match of the night of 20 minutes and 45 seconds. I would have believed you if you'd have said 37 minutes. Mm -hmm. If you'd have said 42, I would have thought, Mm -hmm. it's maybe a little long, but yeah. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I hated this fucking match. From the moment that crap theme music they give Charlotte now, the, the new theme music sucks in this company. What the fuck is happening? Uh, this is terrible, but it matches what I feel about her. So she comes out looking plastic as fuck. Probably she had booby face. She wasn't, probably dejected she wasn't in the fucking bargain either. 
And first of all, it took her, is she the Undertaker now? It took her like seven minutes to get to the ring. Oh my God. I was like, you're not Roman Reigns. Get to the fucking ring. Jesus Christ. God, fuck. I heard a burn about Roman Reigns and how long his entrance is that I laughed at her. I'll talk to you during that match. But fucking hell. She takes forever to get there. And then the goddamn champion comes out second. Oh, Joe fucking lost it. Yes, I did. What what bullshit is this? And then because, you know, the almighty dollar, that marketing placement, because here comes old Bianca out with a fucking can of C4 crack juice, and she's drinking that shit. And I was like, goddamn, the mighty dollar. Oh, that could have been that. that could have she could have done that second. Well, like, uh, C4 is more important than the women's title, Joe. C4. There it is. Uh, so like, yeah. So Skippy McTorley comes down, right? Yeah. Um. But I, like the thing I said, I was like, so here we out. If you're gonna wrestle a long match, right? And, you know, they know it's gonna be a little bit longer with. Charlotte, who is admittedly very athletic, and Asuka, you know, can work a little stiff at times. Would you chug an energy drink before you wrestled a match? I wouldn't know, but, you know. Seems like a terrible fucking idea. Um, this match. It wasn't badly worked. I don't want to say it was, because it wasn't. Um, I can't stand Charlotte Hogan, but she's good at what she does. And uh, Bianca was very good with that fucking knee injury. Really convincing. So when when Charlotte gets Asuka in, in the fucking figure eight, and Bianca slowly goes to the top because she's all hurt and shit, and hits that 450 splash onto Charlotte. I hate to sound like an old man shouting at the clouds, but why isn't that the finish? I... That looked ridiculously horrific. That had to hurt like a son of a bitch. That that should have been the pin. But I know why. Because Charlotte can't take no pin, brother. That doesn't yeah, work for yeah. me. And in fact, she did pull a Hogan. Yep. We'll just get to the end. She's got to figure it in again. Asuka blows the belch in her face. Oh, got and like point Blake like down her throat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's got blue talky crumbs all over her fucking face. <laughs> and then, but, it, God damn it. But she still has the figure four on Bianca, who Asuka stumbling around like a drunk, even though she's the one that blinded Charlotte. Gets <laughs> put in a small package. So she gets <laughs> pinned. She loses her fucking title. And then Charlotte's <laughs> flabbergasted, but she's also blind, doesn't know what's going on. So then EO Sky's music hits. I forgot she was the money in the bank holder. Her and fucking Bailey run down. She hands the briefcase to Bailey, who goes fucking NWO on every woman at ringside with that son of a bitch thing. <laughs> hitting Charlotte, hitting Asuka. Charlotte's blind and still hits her. <laughs> yeah. So they get in the ring and, you know, she like, hits her with the belt, the, the briefcase, cashes in, she wins. But she pinned Bianca like about a minute after winning it. So Charlotte, the only woman in the match, not pinned. One way or the other. Yeah. Not surprised. Not surprised. So, yeah, Joe, Joe made the point last last night, Corey. Uh, so who won that triple tab match between Bianca, Charlotte, and Asuka? Oh, Eoska. Yeah, Eoska. <laughs> Which, okay, cool. 
at least a new woman has the belt and she's talented. So that's cool. I'm fine with it. I can't wait until she jobs to Charlotte. I will so, say. Well, here, here's my question. For, so I think first we're going to get a, which I hope is a good match between Asuka and Io. That would be good. That would be good. So I think we'll get that first. And then, of course, Charlotte will just decimate that tiny Japanese girl in under a minute, probably. And then, like, I can't decide. Am I right? Is, is Bailey just a, the Paula Heyman of the women's division now? Is this what, what's going on with Bailey? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. She's a, she's a less important Rhea, I guess. Damn. But she's, do, she's doing the same thing Rhea is, not as well and not as over. There you go. I give this like two and three quarters. It was what it was. Uh, I, didn't, I did not enjoy this match. It, my to favorite, me, it felt... Go ahead. Uh, so my favorite part is still like the optics of Asuka spitting the juice in Charlotte's face. And then Asuka trolling around like she's drunk to get caught up in a small package. Like, what happened there? Like, <sighs> I I felt like they were all just on, you know, first gear. Like, they didn't get out of second, at least. Um, there was a spot where Asuka and Bianca is in the corner and Flutter's going to do something where her, like, top comes unzipped. So we have to watch... Charlotte tell the ref to zip her up and then we cut the camera and instead of like a pan shot of the arena we cut to the two people in the corner standing there waiting and waiting until Oscar decides to you know improvise you know I'd be fine if Charlotte needs to take another five months off to go get those Dolly Partons shoved down to Miranda Lambert levels that's fine hey not in this small town buddy (laughs) try that in a small town But just, I just think the shot, that shot was just terrible. Like, you know, Mr. Dunn, if you're so good at it, you should really just, you know, oh, something's going on. Pan to the crowd. Do the shots of the 51,000. Joe, that's for high important marks. When someone's about to hit their finisher and win the world title, that's when you go to the crowd. Uh, Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. And come on, Joe. Kevin Dunn's the director, right? Charlotte was messing with her tits. Of course, that's where the camera was. Yep. (laughs) He was like, hey, keep it right the fuck there. <laughs> he's he's tried uh, sources tell me he's tried successfully for a Charlotte Flair tit cam. Uh, so yeah, so our eighth match was the EO Sky cashing in her money in the bank, winning. Um I made the, the joke. The eighth main event. Yep. I made the joke. My favorite money cash in moment is the uh one with Carmella who runs down with the ref and then the ref questions if she's sure if she wants to cash it in after he <laughs> ran down with her. Fuck, I hate that shit. Because like he ran down with her, right? And then she's like, I want to cash this in. And at Are first, you sure? I, I know that one. No, at first he looks at her like she just had a flaming turd drop out of her mouth. He's not quite sure what's going on. And then she again goes, I'm going to cash this in. He goes, are you sure? <laughs> and at this point, like 40 seconds has gone by. She's like, I want to cash it in. He's like, you want to cash this in? And he points to the briefcase. And I'm like, fire this motherfucker right now. Speaking of fire the ref, we're bringing up now since we're talking about ref. Why did the ref in the Logan Paul match when oh, Logan Paul yeah. cheats with the brass knucks duck? I have no idea. Did you see I that, did. Corey? Yeah, I did. Yeah, so like, 
back and to yeah, so, the left. Yeah, Logan threw the punch, and before the punch even connected, the ref ducked and flinched. I'm like, A, he wasn't going to hit you, and B, why? Why did you give away the spot? Uh, back yeah. and to the left. Uh, and I guess uh, we would be remiss, gentlemen, if we didn't talk about speaking of back and to the left. Uh, Charlotte missing that moonsault by about 27 feet. Hey. <laughs> There were two people on the floor somewhere near her. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. She wasn't the, even fucking close. <laughs> the barricade made the save. So yeah, our main it's, event. It's, it's, not not like Os- it's not even Oscar, like, didn't pick the base right. Like, Charlotte just missed. Oscar didn't move. She was like, oh, I'm over. All right, I'm over here. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, how fake would it look if Oscar just runs 10 feet to the left of the <laughs> Could have missed her, you know, and just not catch her. Like runs ten feet just to get hit by the moonsault. <laughs> she like she like dies like she's fucking in the outfield. <laughs> God damn! But it was a diving catch, Oscar. All right, Joe, it's the knife end of anything. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Speaking of outfield, my favorite fight of the night was Jose Ramirez and Tim and uh, Tim. I mean, you are not wrong, sir. I enjoyed. I enjoy any time those white sucks can't fight get their fucking head rocked. Woo! He, that right hand, though. That right hand, man. Woo! I mean, if you guys are curious, I broke it down on Twitter. So. That's awesome. I pointed out what happened and why he got caught. Anderson's uh, but, losing. I guess went on a Twitter rant, so. But it didn't end there. I mean, first of all, they got embarrassed there, but it didn't end there. Then it turned into a the last two minutes of an episode of Nitro where everybody in the building just started <laughs> fighting multiple times. I was like, God damn. I was waiting for one of the uh, relief pitchers to pull a sting mask off and start dropping people. Dude, I know, like, you got a baseball bat, guys. Hit the El Cabong. Let's go. Yeah, right? God damn. Some, I, saw, I saw the video. Someone posted, like, the gameplay thing you can do on, like, the MLB app or MLB yeah. website. And it's like somebody, it's someone watching it and then like the fight starts like oh snap the fight's happening because it's like showing it kind of on the gameplay so it's pretty funny so let's go let's go to the bottom of nine has our uh main event is a tribal combat for the undisputed wwe universal championship and the recognition of being tribal chief does tribal combat make mean work at half pace and don't do anything you could do to have a good match? Yes. Yes. Well, then they definitely had a tribal combat match last night. As Roman Reigns defeats Jey Uso in 36 minutes. Oh, my fucking God. So I don't know who said it, but someone on X opined that Roman Reigns takes so long to get to ringside just so that Paul can keep up with him. That's me. Damn. <laughs> Damn. But also, not wrong. <laughs> oh, my God. This like, sucks, like, dude. This it would, sucks. It would be a bad look to have Roman walking and Paul Heyman on one of those WrestleMania three carts behind him. He's, like, he's just in a golf cart. <laughs> oh, I thought this match blew, gentlemen. Sorry. This no, it did. Bad. It did. Was it was bad. slow as hell. So Not in the good the slow. Pre- the producer pointed it out immediately 
when Jay got to the ring, he was nervous as shit. Those lights were too bright for him. He was not ready for that. Yeah, maybe the fact that the first two matches that started this goddamn feud three years ago were in the goddamn Thunderdome made a difference, you know? It's a little easier when you're doing a main event pay-per-view match in front of television screen. Yeah. Um, It also didn't help him, though, that this was worked at an even slower pace than Roman usually works. Mm -hmm. This was terrible. Um, yeah, I, this match was just slow. The, it, it was your typical Roman match lately, but it's even slower. And, you know, it's just the same thing of, you know, they fight in the crowd. Then all of a sudden they're solo. It's like, okay, of course there's solos running. And then, you know, you get the glimmer of hope, the chance that Jey Uso wins, but then he's pulled out of the ring by a mass, uh, a hoodie man. And then it says, it's Jimmy. Say what? Oh, you don't say. Uh, I, I believe I called this like a month ago. <laughs> Sir, uh, in the room, I mentioned right away, I went, fucking Corey's right again here. They're all back together. <laughs> or will be in some fashion, you know. Uh, or... I was like, son of I, I, Even though I knew it was coming, I was like, son of a bitch. They're, they're really doing this again? Oh, that's ballsy. Because at Backlash, the next pay-per-view in a month, it'll probably be Jay versus that. Jimmy. Oh, yeah. They're going to do Jay and Jimmy, finally. And then, like, by Survivor Series, they'll all be together again. And like Paul Heyman said in the press conference, this storyline is in the bottom of the third, and there's a lot of story left to tell. Damn, this is why they implemented new rules in baseball. <laughs> so, in, in light of Hey, in light of an extra inning game where the where the team just starts with the guy on second base, the next time there's an all bloodline match, could we just start where one of the guys interferes and turns on the other? Yeah, can we have Solo <laughs> already entering the ring or something? Like, if this if this was gonna be the match, and what I mean, it was fine, whatever. But like, you could have taken twenty minutes off of this fucking match, had Roman beat his ass for eight minutes. Jay fires up, gets three minutes of high-octane offense, about to win, and then the interference happens. That would have been a much better match. Because and give it, like, another 20 minutes to the Charlotte match. My assumption, yeah, of course. Uh, my assumption <laughs> is that they're doing the whole storyline that Jimmy's now mad, you know, mad at Jay for getting this match off him, getting his ass handed to yeah, I don't care. I'm done with it. It's officially jumped the shark. I thought it jumped the shark at Mania when they should have had Cody beat him, but it's jumped the fuck. It's it's jumped the shark twice now. Once it was Jimmy shark week lately. Jay, so once Jimmy kicked Jay again, I was like, you've got to be okay. You you you're telling the same fucking story the fifth time in three years, and somehow people like drool over this and say it's the greatest fucking thing they've ever watched. Ah. There's no progression. Nothing ever changes. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, you know, it's just that thing. Again, it's just, we've been, you know, we've talked about it. And Corey, you know, you said this a month ago about how after this match that they would be back together in some fashion. It's just like, of course, we're going to do that. This time they're going to do a Survivor Series match. And then if uh, Jay loses, both of them have to come back. And it's just like, it's 
Again? Some, this company historically has always done this. They, they fall into something that gets over and works, and they don't know how to take it to the next level or end it gracefully. They just run it into the ground. Austin McMahon was the greatest storyline of all time, a lot of people would say, but they didn't know how to end it. So they just kept doing the same thing until it meant nothing. And then, like, by the time it meant nothing, they turned Austin heel, which yeah, fucking terrible. So they, they don't know how to end stuff, especially if it works. They, they never have. Mm-hmm. Like, and to be honest, like, they, they have successfully done it once, Corey. One the time. Mega the Mega Powers. Yep, that ended. They did the return matches, then they went, they went and did other shit. That's the only time it's ever worked successfully. You'd think, and they made a buttload of money. You think they'd try to go back to stuff like that again and say, nah. I mean, I get it. The thought process of milking the money as long as you can. I mean, that's every company, every business does that. I get it. Mm-hmm. But eventually, you got to come up with an end game and get onto something else that's going to make money. You can't just expect to do the same shit over and over and over again. Uh, but the mm-hmm. thing is, with the business metrics and the, the Saudi deal and the fact that TV is in a terrible place, so they keep getting these awesome TV deals. They think it's working because yeah. all these things are helping it look like it's a great success. Look, that yeah, they're making more money than they ever have. That's awesome. It's not because they're creating. They just put 51,000 people in a stadium ostensibly to see Roman Reigns, you know, the bloodline thing. Like, I know yeah. Cody and Brock is a big selling point, but don't get it twisted. The selling point of everything last year has been bloodline stuff. So 51,000 people were there to see that. Right? And, like, this is, like, the biggest example of where not having a viable house show business is hurting the business because they don't need the house show business to make money, right? And if you did, you couldn't just have this same storyline for seven years. You'd have to move up on shit. Like, mm-hmm. and, and, and especially since, I mean, things are going rose right now. I'll admit things are going really well for WWE. But I've been here and seen this with tons of companies before, and I'm not predicting doom and gloom for this company in any way, shape, or form. They're, they're, they're idiot-proof at this point. However, uh, the optics matter. And you put 51,000 in Ford Field for this match, and this match is what you gave them. Mm-hmm. That shit matters in the long run. You can't give them too many stinkers like this. And I'm, I know I'm on an island by myself here, but in my opinion, this entire storyline has been a stinker since Mania. That's a lot of months. Eventually, it's going to catch up. WCW 98 made more money than anything. That's because it was, it was living off 97. By the time 99 came, fans had gone, even though 98 was successful, because the shit they were putting on sucked. Now, I'm not saying this sucks, sucks, but it ain't good. And they're not doing anything underneath, really, except for just giving Rollins boring-ass matches to have every month back-to-back. They're not building anything else. What are they doing? They could have LA Knight. They're refusing to build them. So they're they're not doing anything for the future right now. Did you see that report that Vince McMahon is trying to decide what to do with LA Knight? Yeah. What the fuck? I don't know. Have him beat somebody who fucking matters. How about just give him the U.S. title that has been undervalued since Theory, who is not working out. 
Uh, supposed to have got his career win against Cena and Mania, which that was a joke. How about you just have fucking the LA Knight steamroll him, take that belt, and then beat people up? It's not hard. It's really not hard. Like, it's not hard, especially when they hand when they give you a superstar on a silver platter. Right. Because, like, don't get me wrong. Like, they did the same thing with Zack Ryder, right? But Zack, like, I like Matt Cardona. He's not L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight is no. significantly better in every conceivable way. He's a better promo. He's a better entertainer. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I appreciate Matt Cardona and how hard he works, especially on the end. Yeah. That guy has earned his bit. But yeah, between the two, I'm gonna take LA Knight. Like, and, I uh, hope Matt Cardona resigns for a truckload of fucking money because he's earned it. Yeah. But LA right. Knight is better at what he does than than Matt Cardona is. And I hope he gets to be Matt Cardona when he comes back too, because he's earned not he to won't. have to be Zack Ryder anymore. But what are you holding on to with theory? <laughs> it's clearly not working. It's so Austin Theory. Through no fault of his own, because he is talented. Uh, he is now entered that spot in Vince McMahon's head that Roman Reigns had ten years ago. Uh, he, he's gonna be set for push him. It does not matter what anybody thinks. Vince McMahon sees the next whatever in him, and so you're just gonna get Austin Theory. Here's food for thought. The age Roman Reigns is right now is the same age where they decided to start looking for Cena's replacement and building up Roman. He was like 37, 38 when Cena was. Hmm. Roman's at that age now, and there ain't a person in sight that they're building up for anything. Well, I, I mean, I guess Cody's the closest, but they're not really building him. That's a problem. That's a problem. Hmm. He ain't going to work yeah. there forever. That's true. You know, there's also a problem. Your prostate? You know, the doctor said it was going good and all, but. Cast media? No. Does Colin Thompson owe you money? <laughs> he, owes, he, owes, he owes me money. Tell you that much. Well, you know. Whew. No. Uh, that Vinny Massaro has been banned. Well, uh, uh, suspended indefinitely because he's running from an ass woman. Let's just be honest about what's happening now. What's, what, what's the story here? What's the story here? What's going on? Well, the uninitiated. What the fuck is happening here? Um. So, our upcoming event for Power Pro Wrestling Wicked Games. Again, get your tickets now at powerprowrestling.eventbrite.com or powerprowrestling.com or the Eventbrite app and just look up Power Pro Wrestling. So the uh, main event was a barbed wire everything match between Funny Bone and Vinny. However, Brian Zane can't, did an announcement a couple days ago saying that Vinny has been suspended due to that he called the brass and said he's not showing up. For yeah, less than, oh no, yeah. So he's not showing up, and Brian said that said that uh, he would be welcome back with open arms once he pays his twenty thousand dollar fine. That's Steve. That's Steve. I wonder what's going on here. Is it storyline? Is he double booked that weekend? I, no idea. No idea. 
Um, all I know is he's suspended. So the uh, barbed wire everything match is still happening as it'd be Funny Bone taking on the winner of the uh, Rumble. To regret. Yep. Which is that and, night as well. And as I pointed out, this would have been a perfect opportunity for hashtag justice for Kane Cassidy. Lift that suspension and have him take on Funny Bone. Yeah, what's going he could on? Be, he could be a surprise entrance. Who knows? Who knows? Brian Zane, uh, Brian Zane be fucking up. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, like, what's, I mean, like, gee, who's the, who do you think is going to come through the Rumble to regret to get that find match out. later on in that night? We will find out in a couple of weeks, but get your takes now for Power Pro Wrestling's Wicked Games at powerprowrestling.eventbrite.com. Oh. Power Pro Wrestling. Dot com. No, so entertainment.com. What, can or, I ask you a question? Yes. Would you even try to win? Like, competition, that's why I got in the bit. No, fuck that. If I was a wrestler, <laughs> theoretically, let's see, I get to wrestle 20-something other motherfuckers in a battle royal, and what I win is the right to get wrapped in barbed wire with funny bone. Yep. Mm, I'm good. I mean, Jay. I'm just gonna good. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna good brother forearm over here in the uh, in the corner. <laughs> that's actually that's what Jaden said on Twitter. He just do nothing but chops, good brother. Yeah. Fuck that. So, although Joe, uh, you're gonna know where I'm going with this here. Uh, I do have a pick for who should win in the Wrestle to Regret Rumble. Uh, you ready for this, Joe? Yes. Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? Charlie Avell. <laughs> That's what you should do. It. Uh, it's an interesting show now. I'm very intrigued. I mean, yeah, I was intrigued before, co- but um, and, and of course, yeah. don't forget to watch every no seller Entertainment's favorite tag team, the Hammer Brothers, defeat the Blanchards in a two out of three nope. falls match. Wrong. Wrong. The, you mean the Blanchards. The Blanchards, baby. That's what I said. They're going to beat the Blanchards. That's what I said. The hell they will. Uh, we yeah, also have Izzy McQueen taking on Kikio and Derek Shaw versus Dr. Cleaver in a strap match. I mean, so, so far, and of course the Rumble Super Cut. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, a lot of, I mean, so far it's a pretty stacked card. Yes, it is. I'd be interested to see what else happens. It's going to be a good show. And now's an opportunity for someone to step up, as good old JR would say. Uh, I am going to say it's going to be better than SummerSlam, I'll tell you that much. Well, yeah, I mean, that's I have no doubt about that. That's Jeez, facts. Lord have mercy. Good but again, especially, when no, especially when no sole favorite tag team, the Hammer Brothers wins those belts. There's no Even proof. Uh, no proof. <laughs> it's on Twitter, sir. The opinions of no sole entertainment do not reflect the opinions of Corey Mack. No, no, wait. No, no, hold on just a goddamn minute. Da, 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 da. Yep, there it is. Get, again, get your tickets now at powerprowrestling.eventbrite.com or powerprowrestling.com or no com or the Eventbrite app. Speaking of good old JR, he made his uh, return to Collision Ooh. last night. Oh, sorry. Yes, he did. And, the uh, that was an interesting match with Punk and Starks with Steamboat as the ref. I'm trying to figure out where they're going for All In on Collision. Because Joe throws out the challenge, but Starks and Punk hardly finished clean. 
triple threat, maybe? I'd rather it <sighs> just be, be Joe Punk be... by itself. Yeah, that'd be such a cop out of the triple threat. Or maybe they do no, like we're, we're getting dragon like, versus No, he can't do that. Maybe know, they do uh maybe they do Joe Punk and Wembley and the winner gets Starks in Chicago the next week. Uh, I mean uh, there's tons of ways they can go. It's it's um Man, fuck, I don't know, man. Because I feel like they're definitely going to build to MJF Punk it all in or all out. I feel like that's definitely going to be the thing. I was thinking about it. And I think they're going to wait till full gear for that and give two two months of milk in it. Are they going to stretch Cole and MJF to all out? I don't know. Either uh, Yeah, either an immediate rematch or they do something else. I'm not sure. It's interesting. I feel bad for Tony in the sense that uh, whatever plans were going through for All In Wembley fell apart in the sense that uh, now it's just on regular pay per view. Oh, really? Which, the streaming, the yeah, streaming they, didn't they, work. They, now, well, I think they were supposed to have some sort of thing with Max ready to go by now, but I don't think uh, there's been so much shit going on with Warner Brothers Discovery and that Max app and getting things settled and put aside that. I don't think anything happened in time. But yeah, they announced they, that. They, they, said, uh, they said that Max is trying to get ready for like live shows. Uh, I don't think they're there yet. Yeah, because they announced they announced on Dynamite that the All In will be on your local, you know, pay per view on on Ble- Bleach Report's app. So yeah. I was like, oh. They would have announced that months earlier if that was always the plan going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so that sucks. That Max app, I mean, I like it and I have it, but it they take forever to do anything and get things rolling with that. Yeah, should be uh, interesting. Um, I think I think it's just gonna be straight Joe versus Punk at all ends. That's uh, I mean, that's what it should be. That's. It's a good match, and that's where they can go balls to the wall if they didn't do in their other match. FTR mm-hmm. challenging the Young Bucks for Wembley, which makes sense. You had to have big matches there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that they're working, that's that's intriguing. intriguing. Well, I mean, if anybody goes back, like we on this podcast have said, there's at least some sort of agreement at some point to... At least get a match out of all of this. Yeah. So. Um, FTR had a good, another good tag title match this week. So, did you guys see the after show stuff they did with Dennis Foundry? Yeah, that was awesome. That was fucking cool, Over man. Dennis. I loved it. Um, uh, what's with Brian Cage doing the Sting outfit? Who knows? <laughs> I, I, I don't get it. That dude is off his rocker. Big Bill was Bill Big. I thought Big Bill looked really good in that match. Um, I wish they'd give him a different partner. That's all. Yeah, as I say, Corey, uh, I I'm not there yet, but I I'm starting to see a little something. Come join us on the Big Bill train. Yeah, get on the Big Bill train while you still can. 
Uh, I, he carries, I'm starting he carries to. Cage well. Um, Christian, how fucking great was Christian Cage last night? Did you see that? <laughs> yes, I did. Takes his own daughter out because she's not credentialed. Because she wants to hold the belt. Did you win the belt? No, you didn't win the belt. Go find your mother. Get her That's out of here. Of you. Not That's rude of you. People with uh, eagle eyes will notice that that was the same girl that Jack Perry hid behind on Dynamite. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of Dynamite, it was number 200. We got a new women's champion as Sheeta defeated Sheeta Tony, Tony Storm. Yeah. Um, Poor Tony Storm. I know, right? I just, my God, man. Like, nothing against Sheeta, whatever. Just Tony Storm deserved better than what she got out of that title run. She should. She's had two, like, snake-bitten <laughs> title runs. I did lo- I I did see someone post on Twitter, but I uh, I saw it when I watched Collision. But like they made the joke that they love the new gimmick for Tony Storm being like the 1950s actress that everybody believes she's over the hill. And yeah. <laughs> am I done? Am I am I worthless? She's no, like 27. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I bet let's ask Juice if she's worthless. I doubt he'll say yes. Juice and the cardboard cutout. I love that. The bang bang the gang gun, baby. The Gun Brothers with the headsets. <laughs> Back out. <laughs> trolling Tony's like, oh, I got one for you. He puts it on. Headstand. Headstand. Now Tony ready. Tony ready to bitch slap him. My my question. Is is Tony Khan gonna be given a second chance here and see a tag team getting over and take advantage of it? I don't know, I hope so. I hope so, because they are getting over that bang bang gang. I'm all in, buddy. They're bang fun bang to watch. baby. Hey, uh, uh, guns up in front of Tony and <laughs> like just yeah. shove it in his face. Yeah. They even did the guns up with the cardboard, fucking Jay White. Yeah. Go get the cardboard cut out. Let's go. That was good shit. Uh, um, okay, so last week, not this week, but last week, one of the guns said something about, like, something dirty and sexual, and they went back to the announcing, and he's like, Ian Rickabone, he's like, what, is he, what was he talking about? It's not like he's in the Rickabone zone. And Nigel McGinnis, <laughs> fucking lost it. He's like, the Rick of Bone Zone? I'm going to have to talk to your wife about this. It was hilarious. God damn it. I like I like, it, I like the commentary that's not forced. Yeah, yeah. By the way, uh, I, we forgot to mention SummerSlam. Uh, Michael Cole had uh, maybe the one of the greatest lines going forward for wrestling matches. During the Ricochet the Paul match, you know, this match was great, but the ending, that totally sucked. Yeah, I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, Calm down, Michael. Of, God. Was that a little bit of ribbon on the square there? Um, the, uh, yeah, he just uh, says, uh, although Corey Gray was fucking verbally fellationing him and calling him the goat, 
after the announced desk was a little much. Yeah. I also like Michael Cole going uh, when he's talking about the WWE games, saying it is the best game of the games out there. And I was like, there's two of them. Calm down. And the other one was rushed somehow after being delayed for three years. It was still rushed out. Uh, uh, you live and you learn, I guess. Did you, see I, that, uh, did you see that it came out that there were only 4,000 people at the collision last Saturday in Hartford, Connecticut? Uh, and but one of the reasons why is that WWE controlled uh, how uh, how long they had to promote the show because of their long-standing relationship with the Hartford Civic Center, the mm-hmm. XL Center. Now. So they couldn't even promote it for a certain amount of time. Yeah, they had Jesus like Christ. they had to announce it like a month ago. God damn. Uh, speaking of, have you guys seen this? That ratings for last night came out. Yeah, but it, well, it's not official, official, but it's the fast track one, which are usually so, pretty close to what it ends up being. Uh, Joe, here you go. Uh, so SummerSlam famously was last night. Yep. Going head to head with eight. Going head to head with AW Collision. AW <clears throat> Collision got a three hundred and eighty-eight thousand viewers down from seven hundred and thirty-nine thousand. Yep. Wow. It might yeah, that's have gonna been. Be a, a, it might have been a peek into what the fall's gonna look like because there may not be a PLE every week, but you're gonna have college football, which we discussed have, here, yeah. And you're gonna have UFC pay per views and boxing pay per views, and baseball playoffs. It's gonna be rough. I mean, TNT wanted Saturdays. Hope they're yep, willing yep. to not give up on it. I think didn't, and I think I saw too that they. Punk match was starting when the MMA match was starting. So they, they planned it. Or it's just a coincidence, you know? I don't think they planned it because that was the main event of the show. It's just that SmackDown again, the main complaint I have about WPLEs this year, holy fuck, does the pace crawl by. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, well, like, if they would just pick either between a really good video package, which I enjoy... They should keep those and cut the entrances down by about ninety-five percent. I mean, God, like you damn, can't yeah, you like, can't have both. Well, you can in the Peacock era because you got to keep the video packages to play while the commercials are playing on Peacock because there ain't nobody paying full price for the commercial-free version. The funny thing is, I got that email saying that I should be a top of the line, like top of the, you know, I should be. I I get it for free for two years, but it should be the premium, like if I was paying for it. But I still I don't know, I still get those damn dumb commercials. Um, I can't I was, bitch because I get the commercials, but I only paid twenty bucks for a fucking full year, so I can't bitch. <laughs> I was gonna say I was wondering wondering about the ratings about on Dynamite because you know we make the joke about. Um, Oh, we don't make jokes. The internet does about how when the Bucks are on with Omega, ratings go down. But when Jarrett's on, ratings yeah. go up. And so, so we what have the situation. What happened? And I think they split even. Uh, I think it just so broke even. Jarrett and the boys hitting the the elite fucking pose was hilarious. That the real elite, baby. Yeah, the real elite. Ah, uh, so good. 
Then we got, you know, we get the dissension Jericho and Callus already. So that's already the motion for all in. Well, yeah, they better get going with it. If Osprey and Jericho are going to fucking wrestle, you got to get the dissension done. Um, Rampage. So I, have a, I have a question for you guys. Yeah. yeah. Have they mentioned Goldberg once? No. Nope. No. No. Is that not happening? Nah, it's not happening. No, nah, I don't I think saw it was that, ever, uh, I don't <laughs> think it was ever really seriously a plan. I saw that old uh, big dumb idiot that's calling for the match. No. more. No, he's starting a feud with a uh, Booker. Did you see and... Bully Ray tell everybody that if AEW hired him, he'd have them getting over a million uh, just within two weeks of him being on TV? Um, Man, that like, a mil- like a like a million dollars in lawsuits or oh, no, a million in the ratings, man. A one point mm. in the ratings, man. Uh huh. Give me give me two weeks and I'd have you there. Never in Talk his about, life, like accumulatively, has he has he got a million people watch this. Talk shit. about sniffing your own fart, Jesus Christ! He's high on his own supply. Then uh, Rampage had the street, the parking lot brawl. I enjoyed it for what it was. It's a yeah, yeah it's a dumb, dumpster. That's a yeah, you know, it's a fucking outshot. Uh, they should have just made it's fun. They should have just made it a six man because you knew. Yuta and Cassidy was going to get involved some in some fashion. So it j- should have just been a six man. So, but I, I'll tell you, Joe, I have the same problem every time Best Friends is in a match like this where they're treated like they have a, a chance to win. Mm. It happens every match. And it happened this one, too. I was like, damn, Trent looks good. But why is Chuck Taylor there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why, do you think I, they, why, why, why do you think they had the... the um, Triple threat match with all the blood, and it was Trent, not uh, oh yeah, Chucky. If they could just, if they could just find a different partner for Trent, they it would be so much better. Um, no homework this week. Uh, looks like Corey wasn't no. Uh, there wasn't really any good uh, G ones this week. Ah, uh, there weren't any matches that screamed it, but also like. My computer, which uh, I don't understand why it's running so slow. I bought it secondhand from Fred Flintstone. But uh, <laughs> it's running a little slow. It wouldn't download anything for a couple of days. So I mm. just got behind on the G1, and now I'm finally caught up. But uh, there okay. was nothing really screaming home about. Okay. But um, did Toro Yanu beat Okada? That's all I want to know. No. God, God damn it. And the world hasn't gone crazy that much yet. Not yet. Okay. Um. Maybe next week, hopefully, we'll get uh, a couple to watch. Uh, Dark Side of the Ring. Last week, it was Bash of the Beach. I watched it, and um, not much new on that end. Just, you know, Russo saying that it was all his idea, and Bischoff saying it wasn't part of the plan. Uh, Stuff we knew. Yes. Oh, Oh, yeah. This week, I'm looking forward to it. L-O-L. This one's supposed to ruffle some feathers. Some shock waves. Yeah, shock waves. We've heard that before, but as this week it's Mari Janetti. The Marty Man. 
So that should be interesting. Yeah, you know, that should ruffle some feathers. According to the director of Dark Side, this is his favorite episode. Um, I mean, we'll if see. it's anything, if it's anything like the new Jack episode, then they're gonna have a home run on their hands. Oh, that was that show was good. Uh, yeah, this this is the one that I mean, my God, how did this not get season one? But <laughs> so, I can't wait. So. Just dumpster fire of a human being. L O L. Well, for that being said, again, get your Power Pro uh, Pro Wrestling tickets right now for Wicked Games at powerprowrestling.eventbrite.com. Powerprowrestling.com. Follow. Go to their social media websites on the Twitter and the Instagram and find it and the Facebook. Uh, you can also go to nosoentertainment.com where you can find everything that we do for you. This week on, I believe, on Fake Movie Experts, it's going to be Mission Impossible 3, the reboot of the franchise. Is of the it beginning. Three a little early for a reboot? Um, John Woo left it in a dark place. Okay. For two. Uh, but you can go also go to NoSellerEntertainment.com where you can find the tickets for Power Pro Wrestling. But you can also find everything that we do for you. You can find us all on the social medias on the um, Facebook, Twitter, slash X, Instagram. You can listen to us. Oh, uh, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. 